0: you never feel like you're ready. And I think that's completely true. I was waiting until I was ready and I realized I'm never going to be ready because there's always things to learn. There's always things to perfect. And it's a process. And when you find people that love, you know, the way you present stuff and love your product, they're kind of happy to be along for the ride on the journey with you.
1: Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to Work Less, Earn More. Today, I'm talking to Laura Watson, who is someone who participated in our Validate Accelerator program earlier this year because she wanted to launch a membership site. So in this interview, I talked to Laura about exactly how her beta launch of her membership site went down exactly how she did it, what some of the biggest wins were, what some of the challenges she was facing were, and just overall what her experience with that was. I think it's a really valuable case study that you can learn a lot from about how a beta launch actually works. We get into a lot of the nitty gritty and a lot of the numbers. And I also think that it's pretty inspirational because Laura has a story of overcoming a lot of fears and doubts that she had about the process. And more than anything, I think that this interview shows that It is 100% possible in this day and age today to launch a digital product, to launch a membership site and to do so successfully, even if you're going into it with no experience, even if you're going into it with a small audience and Laura's story will show you how to do that. So with that being said, let's get into this discussion with Laura Watson. Hey there, Laura. Welcome to Work Less, Earn More. It's great to have you here. Thank you for having me. So today I want to dive into talking about the beta launch that you did earlier this year for your membership. And I want to find out all about how this beta launch went, what you learned from it, exactly how you carried it out, what your biggest wins were, what challenges you faced and all that, because I think it is an excellent case study of beta launching a digital product for the first time time. So to start out, could you just kind of share like a little bit of the highlight of this beta launch? What was one of the best parts or one of the best things that you got out of this beta launch experience? Well,
0: I think I could probably highlight three top things that came out of the whole situation and being a part of Validate and beta launching my membership. And the first one is um, being a part of your program, Validate, gave me enough confidence to actually follow through because uh, I'm a bit of an anxious person and I like to think about all the things that could go right and could go wrong. And I felt like in the past I'd had all, you know, the technical skills, but had not been able to do it without having like a, a group of peers and yourself sort of guiding me along, like being part of the journey with me. It really, that part was bigger to me than I thought of part of the success. The other part was that um, having sort of a bit of a structure of a program and steps to follow helped me actually not get distracted and follow through and do the steps on a timeline of actually launching something because I'm a very passionate person with lots of ideas. I think you uh, described yourself like this in the past before. And that's why you have like a project manager, I think is what you said. And I'm like that too. I have so many great ideas, but it's pretty hard for me to like dive in and see one right through to the finish. And then of course, the sort of cherry on top is that I hit the numbers that were uh, my goals, which were also sort of like the goals of the validation progress in your program. So I was able to create and launch my own membership site uh, create a little bit of the first parts of the content and sell make my first thousand dollars with a product that i was really excited about and then thus was able to validate and prove that there is enough demand and interest for what i was offering so that i can now take the next steps
1: Would you be willing to share with us a few of those numbers? Do you have an idea of like how many people roughly you were launching to and then how many people you actually presented the offer to and how many people ended up signing up, for example?
0: Absolutely. The funnel map type of thing. Um,
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's my favorite, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I love I love doing that, too. Let's see. So I, the way I did my beta launch was a live Zoom workshop like or webinar. I called it a live watercolor workshop since my product is uh, watercolor painting courses. I started uh, like a registration page for it uh, early on in the program and over, I think I must have launched it in, some point in early February and the workshop was March 12th so a little over a month and I think by the end of it uh, by the end of promotion I had about 59 people signed up for the workshop and then of course not everybody shows up so then I think I had about 25 people in attendance and then from that 25 people I had 12 people purchase the product and sign up with either the yearly or monthly membership
1: yeah that's amazing like almost a 50 percent conversion rate on your live webinar yeah yeah
0: it was great but it was definitely not like right at the end of the workshop it was a few right at the end but mostly at the end of the emails I sent out afterwards Mm -hmm. so the workshop was a Saturday and then the emails ended on the Monday and the offer ended on the Monday so it was not like Right away, it was. I guess that's like a two and a half day span.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. And we've come to call that email sequence that get sent after the double your sales sequence because it does work so well to typically double or more than double the e- the sales that are created at the live event so while you might have seen just a couple sales at the live event then those emails generated a lot more so that's really cool thanks so much for sharing those numbers with us could you tell us a little bit more about that product that you were launching the watercolor membership
0: the um product that i launched i knew i i'm a botanical watercolor painter so i knew i wanted to sell that in some way and i've taught a live workshops in the past i wanted to get sort of an, my own thing online i've taught on uh, you know like skillshare and youtube and other platforms but it was really important to me to be able to have my own personally branded membership area and launch that I came up with the name The Watercolor Garden for this membership. I was actually really inspired by the way you've structured your membership startup society, which I've been a member of. And so there are different full-length lessons that come with printable resources. And then there's also a monthly group coaching session on Zoom for anyone that likes to attend that. And then there's um, a private sort of Facebook community where students can interact as well. So I promote it more as online learning and painting community rather than a course, because you do Mm -hmm. get and I have a submission form people can fill out and upload their painting to with questions and spots for um, putting down like what they've used in their painting that they can upload and submit to me. And then during our group coaching session, I can have that in front of me and give people feedback. It's a way for me to be able to scale up, um, you know, having a larger group of members, but still being able to give a little bit of personalized feedback to everybody to be able to differentiate myself from just selling another online course. There's a lot of watercolor courses out there, or why would you do this rather than just watch YouTube videos?
1: And I love that because you're using this concept that we teach called selling a proprietary product, which allows you to sell something that no one else is selling. And it's not necessarily about inventing something new, but it's about the way you position yourself and maybe slight differences between your product and other people's product um, and a difference in the method, like how you're helping people get the result that they're getting. And so, like I said, sell something that no one else is selling, which completely eliminates competition and gives you a lot more flexibility in what price you can charge so you're not just competing on price so I love that let's talk a little bit about before you launched the watercolor garden going into that either before you signed it for validate at all or maybe after you signed it for validate and you were getting ready for this launch. what were some of your fears going into the launch what had you worried
0: yeah it's kind of funny because I would Um, never say never, because I had just come off licensing a bunch of courses for like another platform. So when you sell the rights to your work and it had been very intense, I was like, that's it. I'm taking a break. No more. (laughs) And then, uh, I went to one of your webinars with Validate and I was like, Hey, that's exactly what I want to do. And I was like, signed up right away. So (laughs) First of all, I was worried that I'd be able to actually do it because I just come off kind of burning the candle at both ends creatively. And I know how long it can take me to create high-quality course material. And again, I got I get into so many details like I saw no way that I could launch this and do this without having everything perfect right off the bat, having all of my courses made in advance. One of the, the sort of uh, first, I guess, portion of the watercolor garden, though it will be ongoing, the first 12 months is 12 months of birth flowers painting. So there's a birth flower for every month of the year. So I'm doing a lesson and a full class on each month's flower. So in my mind, I'm like, I have to have that all done. Needs to be perfect. Can't launch anything. Can't talk about it until it's perfected, which means it would never happen. And that's kind of the vicious cycle I'd been going through. So, being able to one, overcome that and hear some really creative ideas from you on how you can kind of launch your product before it's finished was a real mm-hmm. big game changer for me. I had made a standalone course before called uh, Watercolor Botanicals for Beginners, but uh, of course, I did it like all wrong, where you, um, you know, decide that this is what you want to teach. And this is what people need to learn. You don't talk to your audience, and you spend months filming everything and creating it all. And then you sell it with a few emails, and you get a trickle of sales and become very discouraged. So been there. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so (laughs) you, uh, you know, on your YouTube videos, the way I discovered you was first uh, by YouTube looking up sales funnel, And I was like, wow, she's like had the same experiences as me with a different, you know, market and product. But I'm like, how, you know, I must be able to apply this to my own situation as well. So overcoming that, the perfectionism, the overwhelm were probably the biggest things with getting this launched. And then, of course, I had no idea like what I would name it and how I would position and price it. And all of those things were like the biggest blocks I was facing.
1: Yeah. I seem to recall something also about you being concerned about doing the webinar. Is that right?
0: Oh, right. I guess I was just blocking that out of my memory because of the intense (laughs) fear. (laughs) Um, Yes. When I started online teaching, I love doing, you know, like recorded videos. And um, I do have experience with, you know, some PR in the past, like in real life jobs, but for some reason, the idea of doing a webinar on Zoom was like absolutely terrifying to me. And I was, I told myself many times before, I'm like, I'm going to make my business work, but I'm never going to do that. And (laughs) then I realized, you know, looking into the science and the numbers and, you know, the, the things you were Mm -hmm. presenting, I was like, oh, this is like a really big game changer. I'm going to have to do this. And so I worked my way up to doing it. Of course, didn't go smoothly. I realized my computer had a terrible webcam. Then my computer crashed right before the workshop. And long story short is it was like the most challenging thing technologically in the end, even though I do know how to use Zoom, but I made it work (laughs) and created slides using Canva. And it ended up being a wonderful experience and everybody thought it was like a great workshop. And now I do have another one scheduled for this fall and I'm actually looking forward to it. So, yeah, that was like the biggest, I would say, demon that I had to overcome with this whole process.
1: (laughs) And it's so uh, empowering, you know, to have gone through the experience and to be on the other side and to be like, yes, I can do that. And also a lot of people, especially in all several of my programs, I have people do webinars. And very common question we get is like, do I have to? And the answer is no. Of course, you don't have to. You get to do whatever you want to do. But like fun fact, you'll make twice as much money if you do it. So... Like up to you, you know, take it or leave it. But so thanks for sharing your experience with that and how you overcame it. I've had similar experiences, too. I mean, I still do to this day. Whenever you're doing any sort of live presentation, whenever there's technology involved, there are so many things that can go wrong. And that's something that's really nice about the evergreen funnels, which is what I like to kind of prioritize and move students toward, because there are actually even though there's more technology involved, it is more automated with those evergreen evergreen automated funnels. And so there's overall a lot less that tends to go wrong, especially once you have them up and running smoothly. The live presentations, they can be really fun. They can be really personally um, growing, as you were talking about, you know, having overcome that. And they can create some great results. They can also be a great way to kick off a evergreen funnel. But there are so many potential challenges with them. I mean, even just a few weeks ago, I was teaching a live workshop. And right before it, I couldn't get zoom to start basically and i realized it was because the subscription had just not like my overall zoom subscription but we were using zoom webinar add-on feature and it had just uh, like ended and i had to re-up the subscription like 15 minutes before the live webinar and i was like okay disaster oh, no. again <laughs> but it's like almost every time there's some issue so that's what's really nice about being evergreen it's being automated we just put the finishing touches on a brand new free business course for all of you who are listening right now because you're just getting your business started. I know that when you are in those beginning stages, there are so many unknowns and it can be hard to grasp the big picture of where you're really taking your business and what you need to do to grow your business and reach your goals for it. So that's why I decided to create this free small business 101 course that gives you that big picture perspective. It teaches you the basics of what you need to do to get your business started, as well as helps you to understand actually how your business is going to make money and how you can set up a sales funnel to drive sales into your business, how you can start working with those customers sooner rather than later. So if this sounds like it would be helpful to you and you want to get your hands on a free copy of this course, then just head to gillianperkins.com slash 101. So let's move on to talking about the actual launch process. Could you share with us a little bit about what that beta launch process looked like? You mentioned you did a webinar, you sent some emails afterwards. Were there any other parts that were important to that beta launch process that made a difference?
0: Yeah, I think that uh, starting to promote attendance to the watercolor workshop or I'll just call it the webinar early was really important and also promoting it through my youtube videos was really valuable i did get a lot i think more people coming because i'd started early and i think i was posting one or two videos per month and i put a little link to the landing page to sign up early for that then i think for me the biggest time consuming thing that maybe i was a little bit too perfectionistic about but also really was a win, was creating um, really beautiful presentation slides on Canva. I actually have a lot of graphic design experience and have the entire Adobe suite and know how to use Illustrator and InDesign, all of that. However, it was just quicker. I needed to shave time Mm -hmm. off wherever I can because I still um, work a full-time day job and have a family. So this was me, like, working at 5 a.m. in the morning for half an hour every day before I went to work. So you can do it. But, <laughs> yeah, so I think it ended up being 30 slides. And I put a lot of things. I looked, I really love your webinars so I kind of looked at I forgot what one it was probably for validate but you know what you were showing like okay here's a before and after and these are these things so like the same theme but then applied it to watercolor and how somebody would want those results I created that slide presentation and then there was also like a live painting demo portion so I needed to pre-paint that and take a picture and promote it and have something that was confident to like paint live while I was talking and then I had like the link available and you know all all the a few reminder emails to send to people so I think yeah it was on Saturday the 12th so I think I sent out a reminder on the Wednesday and then the day before and then 10 minutes before definitely wasted some time getting confused on trying to make things way too fancy and convert kit just needed to be some scheduled emails but i thought i needed to like build a sequence and make this giant fancy thing and i didn't but a lesson learned and then again posting the replay of the webinar was really important because i had some people that were like kind of like really you know big strong fans or people that i had done market research interviews on zoom for that um, validate program that were really looking forward to it and either couldn't make it because something came up or they just forgot, you know, it happens. And then they emailed like, Oh my gosh, I missed it. So having that replay posted as soon as I could, I did post it the same day was super important. And then as I said before, uh, I think I sent out the replay email plus another email on the Saturday, I sent out three emails on the Sunday, and then two or three emails on the Monday. And then I don't know if it was part of validate or not but i really wanted to have a quick like before and after results image and little case study people could look at so i did like a, a really quick lesson with my mom drove out to her place <laughs> and got her to try and paint something without the guidance and then gave her a few tips and did it um and had the pictures and sort of her feedback in there about what her experience was and i think that also really helped. And the other big thing about this whole operation was, of course, having a sales page and having an actual membership for people to sign up for. And I chose to use a plugin on my existing website, Shopify. It's like uh, called Bold Memberships. It's been really handy. Then I was able to make a page and put the payment option in. So that was key, obviously, so people could sign up.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you for breaking that all down. Just a couple things I'll touch on before we move on. Um, One, is you mentioned, like maybe you were too perfectionistic about the webinar itself. Um, Of course, there is a point at which you can become too perfectionistic about it and you could spend too much time on it, never get around to launching it at all. But... Finding that balance is good because typically the more time you put into perfecting a webinar or at least making it as high quality as you can, that's going to be time really well spent because that's kind of that first impression people get that has a big impact on whether or not they buy. So whenever I've put more time into designing my slides more or even scripting the entire webinar, it's always been worth it and always really paid off in terms of the sales that I saw. Also, you touched on that you spent some time or wasted some time trying to automate things in ConvertKit. And that's something that we really like to prioritize with the Validate program and also in 100K Mastermind um, is that with the beta launch, we do things live on purpose because it's not the most like long-term going to be the most work less, earn more type situation. But Short term, you can get things done so much faster when you do them more live, more on the fly, and you don't try to set up all those automations that later on are going to serve you really well. But when it's just a test, we want to just do things as quickly and easily as possible. So I'm glad you got that figured out. Um, You talked about sending those emails leading up to it. Um, Just for the listeners, we call those the show up sequence because they really help to encourage and to motivate the people who signed up for your webinar to show up and stay. Spending just a couple hours writing those emails can really increase your webinar show up rate. Um, And the emails you send afterwards, those are called the follow-up sequence or the double your sales sequence. And we send those in 72 hours after it. Anyway, just to give all the listeners some some more context on what all of this is involving. What would you say, Laura, are some of the top factors that really played into the success of your launch? You know, you just broke it all down. But what would you say are just like the one or two or three things that had the biggest impact on your success?
0: Well, like you mentioned, I was, you know, dancing on the razor's edge of perfectionism with the slides, but I it was a big uh, payoff as well. I had a few people reach out to me afterwards and just say how they found it so helpful to see things visually laid out on the slides and that they were like such great slides. And I described things with that presentation that they, you know, uh, common watercolor topics, but they've never heard them explained that way. So that was, I think, a big conversion factor for people. Mm-hmm. So.
1: That speaks into a specific sales psychology principle that it doesn't have to take necessarily a long amount of time to convert someone from a prospect into a buyer. You know, sometimes we think we need to spend a long time warming someone up, but you really can convert someone in a very, very short period of time, even 24 hours or less, if you are able to help them to make the mental shifts that they need to make to be ready to buy your product. So, for example, they need to understand that they have a need. They need. need to understand that your product can fulfill that need. They need to trust you as an expert and trust that your product will, in fact, get them that result that they're looking for. So there's these different kind of mental shifts that people have to make. And once they make all those mental shifts, if they want the outcome your product provides, then they just buy. And it doesn't matter how much time has gone by. And so what you're saying here is that you were able to really demonstrate your expertise on those slides in a very short amount of time, and that that was very persuasive to people and a big, Reason why they bought because they understood that you were going to be able to get them the result that they wanted because you were able to get them some results in a short period of time and show that you knew what you were talking about.
0: Yeah, no, that's exactly it. And an interesting little number tidbit, too, is out of those 12 people that purchased, half of those people were people that I had had some kind of contact with before that, you know, may have gone back and forth with comments on YouTube videos. Um, or were part of my uh, market research Zoom sessions, which is part of the validate process. But then the other half of people were people that I kind of just cold converted through the webinar that maybe had watched and seen me online, watched my YouTube videos, but like I'd never, you know, had a direct interaction with them before.
1: Excellent. And that really shows because even if you... Even if we only looked at those cold conversions, those cold conversions that was still ended up being like a 25% conversion rate from your live event, which is still an amazingly great conversion rate. Um, and then having those warm leads as well, where you had a deeper connection, that just added to the success of your beta launch. So tell me a little bit about where you're going to be
0: going from here. Now that you've had
1: the successful beta launch, what's next for you?
0: Well, um, lots of exciting plans. So. The the whole reason this all started was that I wanted to have an evergreen sales funnel with a product. And so like the, like to, to break it down in a quick summary, like I knew they existed. And that's how I ended up finding you online because I was Googling sales funnel and then... This is, you know, over a few years, but then I joined Startup Society. You have a class and about how to set up an evergreen sales funnel. But, you know, there's steps along the way if you really want to do it properly. And I had a lot to develop with my teaching style and filming process. So that's where I'm going now. So the beta launch happened in March and I have been working with my group of 12 students and... Um, It's been really valuable to have this downtime per se between now and sort of launching to the public because I've been able to perfect my teaching style and proprietary method more. I've received feedback, a lot of feedback from those submission forms and the group coaching sessions that really have allowed me to figure out more what the problem is. I've been able to dive deeper into it. Um, You know, so it's not just being overwhelmed about watercolour, it's struggling with water control. So it's getting even more specific about what result and transformation I can offer to my students. So I am part of your 100K Mastermind group, which is super exciting. And it was basically exactly the right timing for where I'm at in my personal journey. I've had six months of time now to create content at this moment, right where we are now, I'm batch creating the rest of my content for the 12 months of botanicals. The goal is to have all of my you know, basic starter tip videos and the 12 months of videos ready to launch and scheduled to be dripped out from now until next March, which would be a full year. And then at the end of October, which is about a month, two months away right now, Um, I will be doing another webinar, but this time with much more confidence and joy. And uh, so I'll be perfecting and updating my slide presentation, beta launching again, basically, but in a little bit, not necessarily beta launching, but I guess live launching to invite Mm -hmm. the public and people to be able to sign up and sort of officially open my membership uh, site to the public. And then after that, I will be spending the next few months working on creating an evergreen sales funnel and automating things and further promoting it with your expert guidance.
1: Sounds like good things ahead. Okay. So my last question for you, Laura, is what would be your best advice to someone who is thinking about or just interested in launching a digital product, maybe a membership, maybe a course, maybe something else, but they just, they really want to launch a digital product. Maybe they want to set up an evergreen sales funnel so that they can start generating that passive income. But right now they're just not even sure where to start. What would be your best advice for them?
0: I think that, you know, some people say this about having babies, but there's never uh, a good time. (laughs) You're never, you never feel like you're ready. Um, And I think that's completely true. I was waiting until I was ready and I realized I'm never going to be ready because there's always things to learn. There's always things to perfect and it's a process. And when you find people that love, you know, the way you present stuff and love your product, they're kind of happy to be along for the ride on the journey with you. You know, even in this last six months, I've come a long way and changed a few things and progressed and just communicated it all along the way to my students. And they like are like happy to like be part of it. So I think to just decide what your life priorities are, like, you know, not because it sounds cool, but how do you actually want your everyday life to be? Like, will that be a course or a membership is digital? something that will fit and then to just find some kind of group like you know startup society was the most amazing thing that i could ever join to get this all started i could have never done it without some support and structure and then just kind of pick a plan and commit to it basically
1: Well, thank you, Laura, so much for coming on the show today and for everything that you shared with us. And congratulations again on your beta launch and just where it's led you to right now, because as I'm sure you would agree, it wasn't so much about the specific results from the beta lunch. Like it wasn't so much about those 12 people. Like that was an awesome aspect of it, of course. Um, and that gave you the proof that you needed, but it was more about going through the experience and what you learned through the experience. And so I'm just so glad that you were able to do that. And that it's taken you to where you are right now, where you are now on the brink of going evergreen with it and creating more passive income. Yeah. I just thank you so much for everything that you've shared with us today.
0: Well, thank you. It's been life-changing and And I'm so excited about the next six months and basically finally striving to make my dream come true. It's been a lot of work, but it's been super rewarding. And I've built so much confidence along the way.
1: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of work less earn more. Now here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of this episode you're listening to right now and share it out on your Instagram stories. And when you do, make sure you tag me at Gillian Z Perkins so I can see you're listening. Sharing on stories is going to help more people find this podcast so they too can learn how to build their business in a way that allows them to work less and earn more. And if you really love the show, head over to Apple Podcasts right now and leave Work Less, Earn More a review to give it a boost and help even more people find it. Okay, let's wrap this up. I'm Gillian Perkins, and until next week, stay focused and take action.